Hello, people. Yes, back with another coffee with Clavi. Another day with more coffee and stuff. So, uh, this past uh, weekend, I went to uh, Comic Con, and that was good. It was, you know, first time going in uh, a long time, so that was really nice. And, um,. One of the highlights was I got to go into New York City and try coffee. So, uh, one of the places that I went to was um, on the way to Javits. It was um, called Ghost. No, it was called Black Fox Coffee, and it was okay. <laughs> like, I've passed by this place probably like five times at this point. It's right uh, by Hudson Yards. The um, High Line is very close to it as well. So I had passed it by a bunch. So I was like, all right, well, I'm here a little early. My other friends who are a bit more on the train of getting signatures and lining up for stuff and panels and all that stuff had um, plans to uh, get in early and, uh, you know, be ready for all of that. So um, they had pretty much decided to, uh, they were going straight to the convention center. I was uh, still early. And I was like, well, I'm here, <laughs> you know, might as well try the coffee. And it really was okay. Like, it was basically, like, coffee that you would expect to get from, like, a cafe in the city. Don't really know what's the best way to uh, define this coffee. It's kind of like, I would say, fruity... Kind of like orangey, a very like specific taste. It's not bad. I, I just I have trouble understanding why this type of coffee that cafe sell. It, it's really not that good. It's definitely too bitter, and like I don't know. May, maybe that's just my taste. I I think it's too bitter. There's like too much like oranginess and like. I don't know, maybe because, right, if most people drink coffee with, like, a creamer, right, whether that's milk or non-dairy, and with sugar, right, all of a sudden maybe this, you know, the taste profile is different, it comes up better, and it's, like, fine. And another, like, learning point was that it was set up in the style of a New York City cafe. You go in, it's basically just like that counter area, you grab your stuff, there's a little, like, milk, sugar... Uh, you know, condiment station thing usually, and then you can, like, finish your coffee, walk out, and then it was um in front of a hotel, so there was, like, inside the hotel, there was, like, an attached area where you could go to sit, as well as, like, outside seating as well. And then from there, it was pretty much a, a hop and skip to a Javits, and... I mean, curious that, you know, Comic-Con is, like, another thing, like, coffee, it's, um... something that brings people together, and celebrates a culture and you know camaraderie blah 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 um it's cool that in a post-covid world basically yeah it was like a comic-con of the you know pre-covid um, they had a face mask rule um it wasn't enforced so they you know their um you know procedure or i, I guess like the um, 
the guideline was wearing masks uh, inside. I was encouraged, but there were people who were definitely not wearing masks. Uh, there were people who were. Um, at that point. I mean, really, like it was at this point, like kind of up to the person, right? As a organization, they have to right just say it's a guideline, um, and like realistically, right? Like moving forward, you can say the guideline is that, but like you re- literally can't enforce it for you know, crowds, like, that big in a convention. If it was a smaller convention, like, when I went to CoffeeCon, um, CoffeeCon was earlier this year, in March, uh, also in Javits, but only, like, the downstairs area. And it was, like, a smaller part of the New York Food Expo, so some people wore masks, some weren't. Um, I did wear a mask at that one. I wore a mask at this one and kind of switched on and off. But that was interesting, too. That was, I think, one of the first conventions where the mandate was lifted in New York City as well. So things were kind of, you know, changing as, as it were. And even more, you know, other developments of Japan is open. You know, so Japan being open, you know, you know me. You know, it's going to be a, uh, a trip coming up. And, you know, tourism will go, going back for Japan. And coffee, uh, I think it'll be very exciting to be able to experience coffee in Japan now with my new knowledge and sort of understanding. So that's kind of like the first coffee had a Comic Con. The second coffee, oh my god, it was like so good. So at Moyanan, Monian, the new train hall next to Penn, and there is two coffee, well, there's three. Uh, maybe there's one more. But there's definitely, right, Starbucks. Uh, there is Birch, which is a New York City chain, and uh, Blue Bottle, which is the you know, San Francisco chain, which is honestly, honestly, yeah, their pour over. I had the pour over and the uh, batch brew for their drip coffee. I would, I forget, it was Hannah something or, you know, basically their like standard offering coffee, and batch brew wasn't bad. I had that the second day. Uh, but the f- first time I had the pour over at the end of my con, I, w- I was, you know, in the mood for a coffee. And yeah, it was really, it was really good. It was exactly what you I want in a cup of coffee. Uh, it definitely emphasized the fact of drinking a coffee without milk uh, or sugar. And it was like probably like an eight ounce, maybe. You know, and it had to have been an eight-ounce serving because they measured out uh, 23 grams. They, yes, they use scales and everything. So Blue Bottle has a very cool system where they um, they do serve pour-over. They also have batch brew uh, because the first time there was a slight miscommunication. Not miscommunication, but the um, barista offered me or I don't know, it was basically there was two people working there. So whichever, whatever, like, clerk person was like, hey, do you want a batch? I was like. Um, I had to clarify that no, I'll I'll take it, but I want the pour over. All right, because if people are in a rush, when I catch you know the most most right ninety probably percent plus of people would take the batch versus pour over. But me, no, 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 no. Um, I also hope that this educates you that if you do have time and you do want to experience like a really nice flavor, like it was like five bucks. Like, so yes, comparatively to what I've paid for coffee. <laughs> Um, at cafes, which is like around three, maybe four. Yes, it was a bit more. And then there was a single origin, which is like a dollar dollar. 
but honestly, I'm more than happy to pay it. The taste is definitely there, and uh, it does take a bit, right? Because they have to set the pour over. They measured out to, uh, they did 23 grams, so that's like you know 16. Uh, no, it's uh, 23 grams, so it's um, 10 grams per six ounces. So we're talking about maybe like 12-ish or so. But it was still like it was a pretty nice cup. It was pretty good. Uh, I was very happy with it. Um, obviously, like when you do order pour over at a place, it'll take a little bit longer. But I would highly recommend the, the um doing that it was wonderful it was great very good uh really made a difference and i had like because i tried the batch the second the day after and it was just like wow and i had the pour over like after it was like yeah the pour over was so much better really it kind of stuck out of my mind um, of the coffee i've tried recently in a like cafe setting or just while i'm out um, blue bottle is a chain but i was pretty impressed at how um really delicious there pour over was you know usually don't have you know right right, it's best to not go in it with expectations or uh thoughts or feelings right and for the most part right if i have a coffee at a cafe there it falls into that category of standard cafe coffee it's like okay it's just like bittery orangey kind of coffee whatever it's fine that's what they serve that's cool uh but this is more of a chocolatey a little bit sweeter a little nutty um, like a raspberry or some other notes like that. It even said it on the thing, so that was kind of cool. So that was that was nice to know that right in Mo- Monian, Moyen, the M hole, uh, right where Amtrak is as well. LIR arc does go there. So that was my coffee notes there. Um, there was like Starbucks, sorry, obviously there too. Starbucks at Javits Center. Obviously, lines were like ridiculously long, and you know, I'm not really looking to spend my time at a convention waiting only for coffee. Um, but you know, it is an option. It did remind me of the old magic days of you know, going to cons, and I guess those are a little bit different, right? They're like tournaments as well. Um, the amount of people is obviously less compared to like New York Comic Con, right? Or any of like the big cons, so. Part of me is curious to see if, uh, you know, if I go to other conventions, does that offer a different experience? You know, what kind of energy and vibes, right? Because New York Comic Con, like, right, the energy of the people, it really is something else and a nice reminder of the energy that people can bring together as a group, right? It does stem from the same energy that creates the mob mentality, um, but right collectively we can really make a bigger difference uh, for people and i've kind of seen that with starbucks that right it's the everyone at starbucks working together to you know give this you know kind of experience um i guess that's sort of the feeling that it's it's going for or like you know back with magic like all the vendors are working together to like supply uh, players with the cards as well as like the TOs who give the tournament experience. I guess in that vein of giving experiences to people. Uh, that was kind of another lesson overall from the weekend, right? With Comic Con and that, you know, people from all over coming together to celebrate, you know, nerdiness. Which I guess a slight subdivision of this chat is that yeah, there can be a very broad general sense of something that brings people together 
for example, on the train, there was also people going to the uh, Jets game. Uh, one of the... So it must have been uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, because book game on Sunday. And, right, it it's the same thing as Comic-Con. You have a bunch of people getting together to, like, do something. Comic-Con, right, it's more gathering for, like, buying stuff, panels, meeting artists, meeting people, getting out there, whereas, you know, a, a football or a sportball game is... You're going to get to watch the game, drink, eat, you know, meet other fans. Um, so, like, in that way, I can relate with sports fans, although I, right, it, it, do, it still doesn't really make much sense to me. Like, I get it. Like, where's their public, like, like, what the hell are you doing with con- this Comic-Con thing? Like, nerd, nerdy stuff for, like, anime. Like, that's weird. Like, so I guess, right, like, when you look at someone else's hobby, it, it might not exactly hit the same chord. But... In terms of how this thing functions in your life, it's right the same thing, right? Whether you're memorizing facts of, maybe not memorizing, but right, you just remember, right? If you talk about like a show, people are like, "Oh my god, Game of Thrones," blah blah blah, or me, like One Piece. Sports fans be like, "Oh, did you see? You know, this guy hit this," or people remember games and they review games. It's really the same thing. It's just a different form of an interest in in a subject, and kind of like coffee, it's a thing that you know. Brings people together and then helps people bond. And it doesn't really matter who you are, like, your background. Like, you just bond over, like, whatever that thing is, right? In my case, like, coffee, Comic-Con, this, like, nerdy stuff. Sport ball games, like the sport ball. And, yes, I use the phrase sport ball, uh, emphasizing the fact that I am not a sport ball fan. My family is, uh, you know, New York Giants, uh, Mets, the other team being uh, Jets and the Yankees uh, for our area. Um, so that's uh, that was definitely definitely an observation. Um, other coffee stuff recently. Oh yes, yes. Actually, in other news, the Starbucks winter lineup uh, they have uh, made us aware of what is coming out. They've added a few a few different like snacky kind of things. The coffee is the same. It'll be like Christmas blend the christmas reserve so i'm excited to see how that comes out the holiday blend which is i would call it like a spicier pike the thanksgiving one which we didn't even have it at my store last year or like we had it maybe the year before for like a week or like you know one shipment like four bags or something which is um yeah, that's you know that's nothing like four bags like like for example right now my new store is um i would say like 35 people like a solid solid 35 people uh, probably 30 35 right that's like you know right now this could be changing um it is a bigger store so right more people are going to be staffed at roll so like density wise we're probably a bit uh, have a bit more going on than my old store yeah, which is interesting that you know you right even within the same company you can have pretty different situations and that makes sense too if you look at you know, the size of the stores and right the new store I mean is literally brand new so it is I would say arguably closer to like you know sort of like copy and paste make a store in a new area right have a drive through a certain setup um, whereas like older stores were probably just made more in a spot that was available and. Um, it 
can be maybe more apparent in like the overall size setup or how the story is set up. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, it makes sense that, right, eventually like a company like Starbucks would standardize it and uh, holiday drinks are also exciting because, right, it's kind of that time of year. Christmas blend is one of my favorites. Um, so that's kind of cool. Right, then it kind of brings back the whole, all those holiday drinks and then, right, the red cups, which I I don't get. I really don't get, but, like, somehow Starbucks has this, I don't want to say cult following, but people are just so into these cups, like... I'm just like, yeah, I need a free drink. I mean, or not, I'm sorry, free cup with my drink? Oh, my God. Like, people are like, oh, my God, I need these cups. And they're asking, calling. I suspect that will be a similar uh, occurrence this year. I mean, probably every year. Every Starbucks everywhere, which, like, I guess, right? Like, I guess there's a thing. You, you know, Starbucks has created this uh, situation. Where I, I get it. Like, great marketing. Good on them. Right, and they're also building into it with you know, all the different holiday drinks, all the different holiday offerings, and then also like decorating the employees and the, uh, or I'm sorry, partners in the uh, red aprons, which is nice. That's kind of like a nice way to be festive. Uh, so that'll start in about a month or so after Halloween. Yeah, it's crazy how the year like flies by in that, right? Pumpkin ready starts coming out in like August. Uh, Duncan came out a little before us, and then, you know, Starbucks comes out. We're in full now. You know, Halloween will end, and boom, Christmas. Uh, you're just, like, you know, hearing the music. Everyone's kind of, you know, getting in the mood. Right? We still have Thanksgiving. Uh, so, interestingly enough, the, there is the Starbucks, like, Thanksgiving blend, which I don't think gets enough credit. Uh, so, that's a curious thing. It'll be interesting to see what is offered at the roastery. I am excited to try and get some more roasteries maybe next year. That may be a uh, stretch goal. Maybe go to Japan as well and see how that goes. Uh, that is kind of exciting as well then to discover like some of the coffee places in Japan. Uh, if and when that also looks like maybe some conventions in other ways. I don't know. More coffee conventions. I, I, don't, I don't know. The world is kind of Becoming a new place. And other coffee news and stuff. Been doing coffee tastings, a lot of work, pretty much every shift now. I'm trying to just promote people learning how to recognize different coffees, just different types of tastes, uh, be more familiar with what coffee can taste like. It's um, it's a wide spectrum of flavor and profiles and. It's important to you know, be accustomed to what exists so that you say, oh, this was a blah, blah, coffee. Uh, you know, kind of basic educational stuff. So I've been excited to keep uh, sharing that with people. But yes, definitely, if I had to share one thing from my, this sort of Comic-Con episode, the uh, pour over at the Blue Bottle worth. Very good. I, I've had their um, beans too, and their beans are pretty good. I didn't buy them this time because I'm pretty, uh, pretty f fairly full with uh, or my arsenal right now. I haven't been doing coffee tastings as much as I used to, like in terms of not work-related ones. Uh, so I do have a fair amount of beans just um, accumulating. Uh, you know, I do have my 
shipments coming in from Cafe Creole and the like. So there is that as well. And I would say, I guess I'll leave you with that. I think it's been a good amount of time of just talking to you about that. Kind of being human and finding the interesting that, you know, kind of connects you with people. Using that as a reflection opportunity. And um, leading, I guess leading whatever it is that you are at. And whatever that looks like, right? It could be leading at your job in some way or maybe a group. Uh, the world is pretty wide. Uh, if, if I were to, you know, take any lesson from Comic-Con, right? There's so much out there there's a whole multiverse of madness of you know just different versions of stuff and right you you just look at all the types of people that come to comic-con i would argue that's probably a bit wider than what i've seen even in coffee which hits a huge uh, variety of people that right people come to a coffee shop obviously like coffee not saying this is not going to get the full uh spectrum of humanity um, it may be limited or filtered, filtered maybe the better word. Uh, same kind of when I worked with Magic the Gathering and those collectibles that will generally appeal to a, a certain type of uh, person or hobbyist. Um, where something like Comic Con, right, or you know, or just like a food place, right? It, it basically anyone, right, for the most part. Somebody like right a comic. There's something for everyone. There's somebody. There's if you are into nerdy things at all. Or even if you're like, say, the spouse of a, a quote, nerd, you probably can find like, I'll like, you know, check out a booth and you know, buy something or uh, just, you know, taking it all in um, or dressing up or, you know, there's infinite things to do. So that, that's, um, that's kind of my uh, words today. I uh, will have more of you soon. Hopefully I have more coffees. I do have an interesting coffee from a co-worker coming in called a like Beetlejuice coffee. So I will, um, I guess I'm next I'll, I'll talk a bit about that. So maybe that'll be a shorter one. Um, my co-worker said she had made a cold brew out of this one and was excited to share with us, uh, this coffee. Uh, so, you know, me always excited to, uh, try new coffees. Um, sounded like it was like a more of a flavored kind of coffee. Uh, and since it came out better as a cold, not better. She said it tasted good as a cold brew. Uh, that um, that's a sign of right, right. That kind of it doesn't tell me exactly, right? But like you know, kind of being like a sommelier here, it's kind of like well, if you know it, this kind of taste is coming out via this brew method, right? You can kind of reverse engineer like what kind of coffee or what, like you know, what is bringing the coffee uh, together. In fact, uh, so Clavi out. I will. Uh, have more for you next time. Jenny.